Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is episode three with Carissa Sorrell. Welcome to Is Told by Nomads. I'm your host, Ty Roxon, and I'm a blogger, digital marketer, and multicultural individual who's lived on four different continents. Listen weekly as I profile people who identify with several cultures and share with you stories, tips, and interviews about how to embrace your global identity and use it to your advantage to live your best life. Let us begin. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Today's episode, Carissa and I talk about her experience in Thailand as well as America here and her journey as a TCK. Now, you're going to hear me say TCK. A lot of our guests say TCK a lot. What TCK is is basically a third culture kid. And a third culture kid is anyone who spent the formative periods of their lives outside of their parents' culture. So they have their parents' culture, their culture, and a mix of both. Uh, so that's essentially what it, what that is, and that and that could mean anyone from an expatriate, people of, there were sons and daughters of diplomats, missionaries, armies, navy, anyone that just has an intercultural background. So I don't want anyone to be confused if you don't know what TCK or Third Culture Kid is. So with that being said, make sure you check out the the show notes on tyroxon.com and enjoy the episode. Welcome. Today, I'm happy to have with me Carissa Sorrell. She's a mother, writer, and educator. She currently works as an instructional coach for the public school district in Nashville. Welcome, Carissa. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. I usually start off a lot of my uh, my interviews with people mapping out their third culture experience and why they moved around so much. So if you could do the same, uh, we would love to hear that. Okay. Um, Well, my dad was a minister. So when we lived in the States, um, we lived in about three different states. And then um, my parents decided to become missionaries. So when I was 11 years old, we moved to Bangkok, Thailand. Um, And Thailand's really the only country that I that I lived in for long periods of time. I did get to visit a few other countries while I was out there. But um, we were there for four straight years without coming back to the States. And then we actually came home for a furlough year when I was 15. And then we went back to Thailand. And I stayed there until I graduated from um, from high school. Okay. You first moved to Thailand. Uh, how old were you? How old were you when you first moved to Thailand? 
11. 11, and then you came back to the States, and then you moved back there again. Yes, yes. Okay. Where would you consider home? What did you consider home during these periods of your time? That's always a hard question for me to answer. But, <laughs> you know, I really, Thailand really came to be home to me. Um, and the times that I would come back to the States, you know, I would come back and see familiar faces and see my family. But, you know, Thailand at some point really did become, uh, become my home. Um, you know, now I've been back in the States, gosh, um, about 18 years. So it's kind of hard to say anymore, but, um, but you know, I, I adjusted pretty quickly and I came to love Thailand very much. Okay. So wait, why, why did you say it's a hard question? Why, why was it so, why wasn't it easy for you to answer? Why, what about Thailand became home to you at that point? And why did it become less of America as opposed to more of Thailand? Um, well, you know, I went at an older age and it was, you know, right before that 12, 13, you're really sort of, um, discovering yourself and it's kind of a tough age. Um, right. so, but you know, I adjusted very quickly. I fell in love with the Thai people. They were very warm hearted. They were a lot of fun. They were open to foreigners. Yeah. Um, you know, always coming, you know, we like to have tan skin over here, but they love the white skin. They would come and touch you, you know, and want to <laughs> practice their English and say, what beautiful skin you have. Um, yeah, but, um, you know, really it was the people, the friends that I made there. Um, when I kind of look back at my old, like teenage journals, I was kind of a typical high school student. You know, I wrote about boys I had crushes on and school uh, classes I didn't like and doing things with my friends. They were just friends from all countries and all cultures and all religions. You know, that was the difference. You know, it's, it's funny how you mentioned, you know, Southeast Asia and fascination with the skin. Cause I used to, I actually lived in Vietnam and I know you said they were fascinated with light skin, but when my family and I moved there, it was like, it was like we were, some other, you know, they're fascinated with our dark skin. So right, they would right. um, actually stop and stare and take pictures. I remember one time one of them actually uh, came up, came up to my dad and grabbed him and said, hey, can we take a picture? And they would yell out, Will Smith, you know. And, and <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, and they are very friendly. It, that's correct. I've mm -hmm. um, been to Bangkok as well. and It wasn't, uh, it wasn't a bad experience, I have to say. Good, good. Or, okay. Is the food there good? I mean, I, I had some, but I've heard... People say, you know, Thai food might be the best thing. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Um, <laughs> now, the Thai food in America is not nearly as hot. Even if you tell them to make it hot, they won't make it as spicy as, you know, real Thai food is. But um, I loved the fruit. They had a lot of different fruits there. Okay. Um, you know, I, I enjoyed the food. Okay. All right. So we've talked about, you know, some of your experiences there. Can you tell me a time when you felt like um, you were homesick or a story that was really, that really exemplified your third culture experience where you were struggling with an identity crisis and sort of what you did to overcome it. Yeah. Um, so the thing about Thai people is they are very friendly and they love to smile and laugh, um, but they will also laugh at you. <laughs> um, oh. So, you know, I, I think that one of the big struggles for a third culture kid is the language, wherever you go. Mm. Some, some TCKs learn the language and some don't. Um, a lot of things that go into that. But um, so initially, you know, I was picking up, I was kind of comprehending Thai, but I was really kind of shy to speak it because I knew that if I, you know, said something the wrong way, good naturedly, very, you know, not in a mean way, but they'd probably laugh, you yeah. know. <laughs> um, 
So, it, you know, all uncomfortable situations like that or when you said the wrong thing and you offended somebody, um, they always kind of make you think, I wish I could just go home and be in English where everybody understood me. Mm. Um, but I don't I, – I think I feel like I remember more homesickness for Thailand than I really do for the States. Huh. Um, so, I mean, when I – you know, when I first got there, uh, certainly I miss my friends and stuff, but um, – we did a lot of letter writing. This was pre-email days, so a lot of letters went back and forth, and there were some phone calls and stuff every now and then. Um, but like when I came back to the states that year, my sophomore year, and then came back again for college, you know, um, that had become my home, and it was it was really hard for me to kind of readjust um, and feel like I was at home in the states. Why, why do you think that was? People just thought you were not American enough, or it was just such a different barrier. You know, for one thing, I didn't know America anymore. Um, I didn't know the popular TV shows. I, you know, we had some American music over there, so I knew some music, but I didn't know American slang. I didn't know what to talk about with Americans. Um, I, I almost kind of wore my TCK-ness with this badge of pride, like I would bring it up in conversations you know, because I wanted people to know I was different, but also because I didn't know what to say. You mm-hmm. know, I didn't know what to talk about. So um, I don't know. Um, I think American culture just seemed f- more foreign to me. It did. Okay. And and then this, you came back around, what, was it high school when you came back initially? Yeah, the first time um, I came back when I was 15 for a year. That was the first time. And then okay. we went back. If seen foreign, the TV shows were a lot different. Um, pop culture was Frankly, it's different in Southeast mm-hmm. Asia and, uh, than it is in Western uh, culture. So when you were going to college and starting to you know, fall in love with your husband and, and things like that, how did, how did your TCK-ness uh, affect that or help it in any way? You know, I think growing up as a TCK and all the goodbyes and moving and getting used to new people, it does make you a little bit, it does give you confidence, okay. um, I think. Because, you know, it's like, hey, I I survived living overseas as an American. I learned how to get along with lots of different types of people who weren't like me and to have deep friendships with them. You know, I can survive America. But I do think, um, one of the things I think about being a TCK is it really, I call it the chameleon effect. <laughs> um, it made me a chameleon. And what I mean by that is, you know, as I would go back and forth between the two countries and cultures, I had to transform or I had to try to adjust to what people in each culture would expect me to do. Um, might be small things like um, in Thailand, you don't point your feet at anybody because it's rude. Mm. Um, in the States, nobody cares. Um, so, But at the same time, when I look back, I think that that chameleon effect of where I kind of, I also see it even within Thailand in high school. When I would go to this group, I would act one way. When I was hanging out with another group, I would act another way. And even as an adult, I've kind of been looking on my life. And I think to some extent, I'm, I'm still that way. Um, still always wanting to change to fit in with whatever group I'm in. And I, while I think that can be good in some ways, it can all, you know, you have to figure out who you are um, and be true to yourself at some point. Okay. And not constantly changing for whatever group you're with. Does that make sense? No, it does. I completely relate. So would you say that you're still figuring out who you are or have you become comfortable with, you know, sort of your, your identity? I mean, you know, I'm 36 and I feel like I'm still on this journey. I think I'm definitely closer to it than I was, you know, say at 16, 18. 
but I do feel like, you know, I'm still on that journey of self-discovery and it's just, it's kind of a challenge to me because, um, I don't know. I think one of the questions on here, which we may get to was what advice would I give to TCKs? Right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's the advice I'm giving to myself right now. Find your true self and don't be afraid to be it. And not everybody's going to like it. And some, you know, some people may turn away, but that doesn't matter. You need to be true to yourself. Um, and so when I'm looking at, oh, how I act with this group or how I act when I'm around that group, I ask myself, who's the true Carissa? Right. You know, find your true self. What are your true beliefs? Um, what is your true worldview? Um, and, and don't be afraid, you know, have the bravery to be that person. No, I mean, it, it's absolutely uh, true because I, I remember I, I grew up, you know, I'm a Nigerian, but I grew up in four different continents. Uh-huh. Then initially when I moved when I, to Burkina Faso when I was 10, 11, but I got there with a strong Nigerian accent, and after living in an, in a, an American school, I sort of picked up the accent there. And coming back, I became the African American, even though I'd never been to America right. at that point. And it, but it was more like you're not Nigerian enough, so you're the American guy, and I wasn't. So and there's then, all these different groups, and you're never really accepted. Exactly. In when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com one of them yeah and then here you come here and everybody just assumes you're american because it's the way it sounds sometimes my accent comes in yeah, i have british influences and nigerian influence but they don't pick it up until i say i'm nigerian and everybody's oh okay but, <laughs> but it's it's always like if you you have to find out how each group would go because when you meet nigerian people here they act different from nigeria back home and then when you meet mm-hmm. uh, americans there they act differently so it, I think as TCKs, we it can be a gift and a curse where we we have the you know ability to adapt, but it can come and uh, it can affect our true personality and come into into uh, just not making us do what we really want to do. It just you know we try to please each side just so. Yeah, and I think that um, it's almost a double edged sword. So it's like you want to fit in and be mm. accepted with the different groups. But for me, I also kind of, I mean, I also have to admit it, I kind of wanted to stand out. So, you know, I would stand out as like the white girl among my friends in Thailand, exactly. you know, the white girl trying to speak Thai and everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, but then when I came back to the States, you know, I wanted to fit in desperately, but I also wanted to stand out. Um, and it was almost like I'm, I'm, it kind of got to where I'm, I'm better than you thought, you know, that I had to work through. Like yeah. I have been overseas. I have seen true poverty. I have seen, you know, you won't believe what I've seen. I know what's important. Um, you know, almost like a looking down on. Um, and I had to get over that. Does that make sense? No, no. I'm absolutely. trying to be honest. <laughs> no, it absolutely makes sense. And I, I, you know, I was reading yeah. something the other day and I, 
one of the qualities instead of TCKs is that they are perceived as arrogant sometimes mm-hmm. just because of, I mean, it might not even mean to sound arrogant. It's just if they say, well, I've been here, been here, been here, and it, it comes off to the, some guys are saying, well, what are you trying to say? Just because you've seen that, you you know better. So, yeah. no, no, I mean, it makes sense. Okay. Um, now, how are you working with your your uh, your children? I think you're married, right? Uh-huh. I yes. have two children. Okay, mm-hmm. two children. How do you how are you raising them with do they, do you talk to them about your experiences or are you giving them a different world view? Yeah. I'm I'm trying to. Okay. Um yeah, they know that I um lived in another country. Sometimes they forget and think I was born there, you know. Um they've <laughs> never been outside the US. Okay. So, um but I have always worked um I've previously been an ESL teacher. And now I work with ESL teachers and do professional development and mentoring. So, um, you know, through my job, they've been exposed to a lot of um, kids from other countries and cultures and families um, from other cultures. And I've just tried to kind of keep that awareness up, um, take them to different, you know, activities and events within Nashville that might be multicultural, talk to them very honestly about what I do and different types of people. But, you know, I I have to be very self-aware. For example, um, several months ago, I took my kids to like a carnival thing at one of the schools that I work with, um, high EL school, lots of English learners. Um, And so we're like walking around among the bounce houses and whatnot. And my son said, Mommy, is this a brown school? Oh. <laughs> and he, oh. he was, yeah, he was uh, <laughs> six years old at the time, first grade. So, um, you know, I was, I was just utterly shocked. Um, yeah. And I was like, oh, sure, surely my kid's not racist. But, um, you know, when we got home, we kind of talked a little bit more. And, you know, I feel like that was just his way to describe the people he was seeing, you know. Yeah. Um, but we had this long discussion about um, cultures and different types of people and different types of schools. And, um, you know, I've really tried to encourage them to value all people. Um, I think that's one of the great benefits of being a TCK is you are forced to not just interact with people who aren't like you, but to learn to value them and to see the good in them um, and and to build relationships with them. So um, I always try to keep that in the forefront as much as possible, but it is it is a struggle. No, I, I imagine. Um, now, do you intend to take them out of the United States for vacations or just trips i would love to i would love to i would really love to take them to thailand actually and they want to go you know it's just a matter of um you know saving up enough money for trips like that but um i guess i kind of thought i would be living overseas and you know right now i'm not that's just not where my path has gone Mm -hmm. um but i would love for them to be exposed to um to what i was exposed to what does your husband come to this how does he adapt to your personality um so we are very different. He was born and raised in a small town in Tennessee, um, and I was obviously raised partially overseas. So um, we come with very different um, backgrounds. Yeah, backgrounds. But um, he's been to Thailand. Um, he went to Thailand with me uh, before we were married and absolutely loved it. Um, he's done some traveling more kind of on the European side. You know, we, we've we've made it work. I mean, I feel like I've had a big voice in our marriage. And, um, I've been able to say, you know, this is what I want to do. This is the work I want to do, or I want to, I want to explore how we can get involved with refugees or, um, okay, we're setting up this picnic for all of our EL families and we're all going. And, um, you know, he's been very open to that. So, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, yeah. that's good. Uh, just a few more questions here. How do you see 
what do you think the impact of of global nomads and uh, third culture kids can be in in, in the future um, with you know globalization becoming more of a uh, more than just a theory right now and becoming more of a reality? You know, that's a great question. Um, and I think that things like the internet and social media have such an impact on that as well now. Um, when I first moved to Thailand, it was 1989. So like I said, pre-internet, pre-email, mm. you know, nobody really knew that much. Nobody in the States really knew that much about foreign travel that, that I was in contact with before I left. Um, and now people are traveling all over and putting their pictures up. Um, but I think that the TCK voice is not just the traveler's voice. Um, I think it's really a voice um, that has a lot to bring to the table and has a lot to teach people. Um, I think especially, you know, sometimes in the States, I'll meet people who kind of, you know, they they feel, uh, to me, they almost feel threatened by like the immigrant populations Mm -hmm. or people coming in. um, And it's almost a negative, a negative thought toward them. And so I think that, you know, that TCK voice and that experience can really help us open ourselves to, you know, not just traveling and meeting other people, but even meeting people in our neighborhood that may speak another language at home or may have traditions a little bit different than ours, um, but finding a way to um, open our arms to them. And, uh, you know, I think it's an important voice to have in the world right now. I think there's a fine line, uh, at least mm-hmm. from my experience, where, you know, there's you have the legal immigrants com- conversation and then you have the... Um, I guess the FBI kids, army brats, yeah, uh, diplomatic yeah. kids. Different things, yeah. yeah. The perception is sort of, you know, why, what the purpose is, you know, for you to come to the country. But I, I, I sort of agree with you there. I, I think embracing other other cultures is something that should be done more, uh, mm-hmm. but it's something that could be uh, involved more. But I think TCKs ourselves, we, we can uh, educate uh, people, like just show people that, you know, it's okay that this is where we came from and right. this is how we see things. And it's not necessarily threatening. It's just another view. Yeah. yeah. Um, and even if you take, you know, the immigrant thing out of it, I think that, um, you know, the key is looking at the similarities between human beings. Okay. So mm-hmm. yes, this person that is sitting across from me may have a different religion, may have a different language. They speak at home, may dress differently from me. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a similarity there somewhere. So instead of like pointing out the differences, what's the similarity. And then once I kind of have that connection with that person, then start to see, okay, what can I learn from the differences? How can their um, way of life and, and worldview affect me and enrich me and my life. Yeah, exactly. I, I, and one of the things I do every time because um, I live in New York now, uh, uh-huh. and you, <laughs> I meet so many people. And one, I remember in eighth grade I learned geography. Our eighth grade teacher, Miss McDonald, I still remember her name. <laughs> <laughs> she made us um, remember, memorize the capital and the world of all, all oh, countries yeah. in the world and the cities and major world bodies, uh, water bodies. So anytime I see someone from a foreign country. I just and they tell me I'm from you know Latvia I'm from Brazil I just mentioned the cities there just because it's stuck in my head and that uh-huh. immediately endears them to to yeah. us. Like, their response is like, wait wait have you been to Brazil I'm like no I haven't <laughs> but I do know that this is there and then the conversation warms up so finding that common yeah. ground I found just any common ground re- really I mean it's just it's an education yeah. both ways and it makes it easier breaks the ice it's just like okay you 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 embrace you know something about me. I want to know something about you and just makes it easy for the exchange to, to work, at least in my experience. So, yeah, I agree. Okay. Well, Carissa, this is the last question. Uh, <laughs> you've been so graceful here. 
what and where can we, what are you doing right now? Where can we find some of your projects? I know you have a blog. Uh, mm-hmm. I know you blog about different things from, you know, your Christianity mm-hmm. or Orthodox Christianity and family and just things that you're interested in. And you're an avid reader as well. Mm-hmm. So writing and all that. Yeah, so um, I am in education, you know, that's kind of my day job, but I am um, I am trying to be a writer and trying to get a book published right now. Um, I do have a blog, it's just carissanoxorell.com, okay. um, and um, so I write about a variety of things. It's actually only been here recently that I've started writing more about my time in Thailand and my TCK issues. You know, I finally, like, I finally could write about it. Um, so I do write about that as well as other issues. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at KK Sorrell. Um, and I try to kind of tweet on TCK issues every now and then as well. Um, so anyway, that's, that's it. All right. I I will be sure to spread word about your book. Do you know, have you planned, is there a launch date or are you just working on it right now? I'm looking for an agent right now. Agent, so okay. I'm I'm still looking for my, a literary agent. Um, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm writing articles and other things elsewhere. And there's links to all that on my blog. But I do write on TCK issues sometimes um, as well. So. All right, cool. I, um, I'll be sure to let the guys know. I'll put, uh, I'll put it on my blog when this comes out. And okay. then. Uh, okay. And I just want to thank you again for spending time out of your weekend to talk to. <laughs> This guy here. <laughs> well, I just really appreciate for you for giving me that voice and for really um, wanting to spread that TCK message around. So, no, no, yeah, no. appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely welcome. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to us told by nomads. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review here on iTunes or on Stitcher and subscribe. Also, be sure to head over to my website, tyroxin.com, to subscribe for more updates and tips on how to navigate the world and check out some of the other things I'm doing. Till next time, remember, home is not necessarily a physical place. It is wherever you most feel comfortable. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.